so playing playing a lot of PS3 stuff, as I think you're aware. Yeah. And quite quite nicely, one of my friends, um, because I've got PSVR and I had one move um, wand, right? Uh, gave me a second move wand, and I thought, well, I'll have a look into what's on PS3. So I picked up the camera for the PS3. Yeah. Again, 50p. <laughs> and I picked up... One, I've got them here. Picked up five games. And I I think the whole lot cost me like five or in total. Okay. So I've got a bunch of PS Move games and uh, the Move camera. Yeah. Um, it's, it's okay. It works quite well. Um, I quite like pointing games in general um i've never been one to kind of um think that um I, I've, I've always quite liked um short or slight experiences um i quite like the wii what that does and the move is quite similar to that um in terms of in terms of what it can do in terms of the games it can sort of put together so i've got five games here of which one is good and four are not <laughs> <laughs> I admit some of these I've not spent much time on. I can't, so I'll, I'll, I'll kind of talk about them briefly. Um, and 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 one of them, one of them I do like a lot. Um, and I will kind of go into that one in a bit more detail. So basically, I've got five games here. I'll go through the ones that are not very good, very short. I'll be honest, some of them I've have barely played, but yeah. they, they are really not good. Uh, so <laughs> I'll kind of swiftly move on on the ones that I don't think are very good. Okay. Uh, but there was one in particular, like I say, that I played more of than the rest. Um, and you'll probably understand why when I kind of go through these. I, I Like I say, I like the idea of these things, very family-friendly sort of things in general with a move. And it was, you know, Sony's way of getting in on... Um, on that whole craze, and then Microsoft did the Connect and kind of did the same. Um, I think it does lead to creativity in games, and I think I think some of the things they learned with this, obviously, they brought into the VR realm. Um, but yeah, it's quite it's quite a me thing to do to kind of get to move controllers in order to play a bunch of really cool VR stuff like Super Hot, and then end up playing the PS3 crap instead. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. So from from worst to best, um, worst game is a game called PlayStation Move Heroes. Covers got Ratchet and Clank, uh, Jack and Daxter, Sly Cooper on the front. This is a terrible game mode. Game game company called Nihilistic. Mini games. Um, you control, move around, and you kind of throw an object. It's kind of all high scores against a timer, hitting things. I think the nicest one is the one that's like a boomerang. You kind of throw it like a boomerang and then you can kind of control it midair, which is right. what I think the DualShock 3 did for a bit. Um, but it's just very boring. Um, <laughs> they they didn't... Your fav- I'm reading from the back. Your fa- favourite PlayStation heroes are back on the move. I mean, honestly. <laughs> I mean, they tried. I, 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 I do wonder if, um, if if anybody likes these games and whether... They, um, I, I kind of hope that the families that these these games are intended for people got something out of. I think the one redeeming factor of this, it does control quite well, and in general, quite a lot of the PlayStation Move games control quite well. Um, but it's just too slight, and mm. um, much like 
um, the PlayStation All-Stars game. Did you ever play that, the fighting game? No, I never played it. But again, it's just kind of... Sometimes Sony feel a bit half-arsed when they do these sort of things, you know? Yeah. Um, again, and it also reminds me a bit of the Sega Superstars. I don't know if you ever played that, which was like an iToy game. No. Again, no. It's, it feels like when you put stuff together like this, I just... You need a bit more. There's no story. There's nothing to kind of grab into. It's it's very basic yeah. above standard. Um, there are two. I'll talk about that one next uh, briefly. So there's another game called The Shoot. Right. Um, I don't I don't know who develops this. Um, and The Shoot is a play on words because it's a shooting game, but it's also like a film. And there is a very annoying film director who's all like. Oh, give it some more. You're doing great, darling, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. The entire time, it's just annoying as hell. Um, so it's a light gun shooter, which should be good. Um, unfortunately, the mechanics are not great. Um, there's no feedback when you shoot, um, no rumble or anything. Yeah. Um, the scoring mechanics are completely based on if you miss or not. So you get a multiplier for each shot that you make without misses. Um, which can get quite difficult. And um, I think so, but it works on a multiplier. So if you get to multiplier 10, you unlock a special move, 20, another move, 30, another move. A bit like kill streaks, if you want to put it in Call of Duty, but obviously nowhere near as interesting. Um, you, um, you have to do moves to kind of do your special moves when you unlock them, and this is the major problem. So when you get to sort of 10 kills, I think, in a row, which is quite simple to do, you can slow down time with your special move. And obviously you get enemy patterns that are quite quick moving. So to shoot them without missing a shot is quite difficult if you haven't slowed down time. To slow down time, you have to make a lasso motion with the move controller above your head. Or turn around 360 degrees on the spot. I'm not turning 360 degrees on the spot. I'm sitting on my couch playing this. I'm yeah. I'm not really getting into the spirit of move, if I'm honest. <laughs> the, and the lasso motion doesn't work. Oh, good. Okay. So, as as a high score mechanic, this this just doesn't happen. There's no reload as well. It's a shooting game without a reload. Mm. So yeah, a little bit disappointing. Supports the gun con. I don't have a gun con. Right. Moving on. <laughs> these two are developed by the same company. One of these is good. The other one is less good. Um, it's San Diego Studio. Um, one of them sports champions, which you might have heard of. Yes. I think this was their big move game. And the other one is Medieval Moves. Okay. Medieval Moves is a... a um, basically takes two of the games from sports champions and puts them into a storybook thing you turn the pages and you play the action um have you played wii sports resort um yes yeah at all so you know you have the the one where you're running around hitting people and putting up your shield and stabbing them and stuff great great mini game so it's a bit like that uh and then it's got bow and arrow so the bow and arrow is a bit like the crossbow training and the bow and arrow from um from uh, Wii Sports. So it's those two mechanics in the medieval one. The problem is with this is that to make you slash, which is fine, but to actually do any damage, you it says slash harder. 
yeah, it, slashing your arm faster and harder is not comfortable and not enjoyable at all. Don't know why they did that. Should have just done one to one because the the Wii Sports one is fantastic in terms of that that mechanic in terms of sort of knocking them over and whacking them once in the head. They kind of go for like a you attack different parts of the body on this for different amounts of damage. So you meant to hit the legs and the arms and stuff. I thought this might be a good one, and I was pretty disappointed. Sports Champions, though, uh, is better. Um, the the bow and arrow is really good. Um, there are a few that are not good. The disc one I didn't like too much, and the, um, the, the table tennis is terrible compared with Wii Sports. In fact, I think a lot of these are exactly the same as Wii Sports Resort, which is just... I mean, it's a better game all around. Wii Sports Resort, I I think, is an amazing game, mm. actually. Um, in terms of the content, in terms of the style, in terms of the character of that game and the character of the island. Um, Sports Champions has um, what I would call characters that are straight out of PlayStation Home. Um, yeah, you know. and uh, you know, It's just very generic people in sports gear, um, which doesn't sort of enthuse me. The the one I like a lot, and I don't know what it's called, it's basically bowls. Right. That's that's fun. So <laughs> it's it's not bowls because it's American. Uh, you kind of shoot, you shoot, you throw a small ball at the start and then the three nearest, if you get the, the nearest ball to it, you get one point and if you get two of the nearest you get two and so forth in terms of back and forth and I think it's up to a score of five it's just nice because it feels the most one to one in terms of throwing motion underarm mm. um, and um, it has some nice locations you kind of it doesn't just have like a lawn like you would in bowls which it kind of has but you kind of play it in the park so it can bounce off um, off park benches and stones and things like that Yeah, um, which is a little bit odd but it's fine. And it, it feels like it's set in New York. I don't know why. Um, but it's quite nice that. I, the problem with this game, though, is obviously um, it doesn't have much character, as I say. Um, it's, it's. I don't know if it's as bad as Connect Sports. I think Connect Sports probably has a bit more character than this. Um, if you've ever played that, it kind of tried to do interesting things with bits of music and... Um, but the problem with Connect Sports is is that it just fundamentally doesn't work as a as a as a as a motion based thing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, again, I don't. I think Sony have always sort of cottoned onto sort of trends, and this felt a bit like that. I believe there's a sequel to Sports Champions, which I would pick up if I found a copy right. on the cheap. Yeah. And the main reason I got it was for a shooting game. As in a light gun shooter. Yeah. And so um, this was the most expensive game, not unsurprisingly, which is Time Crisis Raising Storm. Okay. Um, And it also includes two other games. It included Time Crisis 4 and Dead Storm Pirates. So three arcade games on one disc. Um, Very good. Um, I I like Time Crisis. I like I like light gun games in general. Um, mm. I'm kind of, I kind of like the Sega ones a bit more than the Namco ones. Um, but I think I've played 
I think I played every time Crisis game in the arcades. Um, and um, th- these are good. Um, time Crisis 4, I think, is probably better than Raising Storm. Um, and Dead, Sp- Dead Storm Pirates is surprisingly surprisingly fun as well. Uh, very short games, very arcadey, um, but uh, work very well with the move. Um, you, with two moves, I can play dual pistols, which is great for some of these games. Yeah. Uh, and and kind of um, sort of blitz through them. They're quite forgiving in terms of um, the structure. They give you sort of three credits, and then every time you die, you get an extra credit. So eventually you can play far enough to kind of complete and brute force your way through all of the levels. And to be honest, with any light gun shooter, that's kind of what it's about. It's about seeing um, how ridiculous the bosses get and how ridiculous the scenarios get. I haven't finished Raising Storm yet, but I have finished... Time Crisis... Uh, sorry, I've finished Raising Storm. I haven't finished Time Crisis 4 yet. Uh, Dead Storm Pirates have finished as well. Um, the big differences between these is that Raising Storm is a full sub-automatic weapon the entire time. And have you, pl- have you played any of the modern Time Crisis or have you just played sort of the old... No, I've, pl- I've played the, the classic ones in the arcade, but that's uh, that's it. Hmm. So I think maybe Time Crisis Three was the first, which came with almost like a, like I say, a submachine gun sort of model mm. instead of the pistol model. It still had the um, the foot pedal in the old ones. Yeah. Um, and um, and th- this this mimics it on the on the button in terms in terms of on the on the on the PlayStation move. You can sort of duck in and out, and they they all have that mechanic. But what was really nice about some of the later ones was. Um, the fact that you can, um, a lot of stuff's very destructible because it's a submachine gun, and um, some of the environments are super nice in terms of that in- interactivity. So some of the levels have um, offices and computer equipment and things like that, and every bullet kind of breaks things. So uh, if you have columns and of, of like concrete pillars, they will disintegrate as you shoot at different bits of it, um, which almost gives it like a filmic sort of a quality, you know, almost a John Woo-esque sort of thing of like, I'm really sort of destroying this place, um, which I really sort of dig. Mm. Um, Raising Storm is the, is more simple of the, of the two games because it has that, whereas Time Crisis 4, you, when you're in duct, you can press a button and you can switch between different weapons. So you have the traditional pistol, you have a shotgun, you have the submachine sub gun, and you have a grenade launcher as well. And I think that, like I say, 4 is probably the, the hardest game, but also the strongest game in this set because um, it it has, because it has the pistol mechanics, it feels the closest to that traditional Time Crisis. Um, the other one, the other Time Crisis game seems to um, feel a bit more modern and it has... And the cover is based on this one, and it has a very American gung ho, um, hoorah sort of feel to it. Mm. It's set in the Middle East, I think. Um, I and it has, you know, the opening cut scene is a jeep tearing through with music blaring from the stereo, um, with your buddies. I don't know if it's a parody or not. I suspect it might be. Yeah. But you know, um, it it. 
it feels like that that game is trying to cater for a wider audience, whereas Time Crisis 4 feels more um, grounded in some ways. It feels like you're against these terrorist threats around. You go to airports and things like that. Um, you're hiding around. There is some bio bioterrorism sort of creature of these little ant things. But you go into the woods. There are a lot of scenarios in it that remind me of the earlier games, whereas Raising Storm just feels a bit like a Call of Duty, if that makes sense. Right, yeah, I see. Yeah. Solid. Solid games. Cool. Cool. So is there, is there much else out there in terms of, of move games that you know of that, that you haven't picked up? Um, so I'd like to pick up as many as I could, especially if they're arcade shooters. I believe there is a... I think there's a House of the Dead 4. Right, um, okay, yeah. 4 isn't on the Wii, so 2 and 3 are on the Wii, but not 4. So it'd be quite nice to pick that up. Um, again, just to have more of them. I, 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 I like them. And the thing with light gun shooters is that they're the only consoles that can do it, and we're not really going to... I don't think we're going to see any more on consoles anymore. Mm. Um, there isn't really a good setup for it. I think VR is a great setup for yes. it. Yes, yeah, absolutely. But I think you would definitely need to kind of make a game specific for VR to do that. Um, but none of the companies seem interested in light gun games anymore. I think there is a Time Crisis 5 or 6 or whatever the number is that's literally just come out in the arcades. Right. Um, which I would definitely, definitely play if I saw in an arcade. Um I like them. They're simple, bygone era fun in some ways. I think, you know, um, in terms of, I, I think the Call of Duty campaign sort of comparisons almost apt in some ways. They were the precursor to that. You know, I think people put money into these games to feel, I don't know, shooting terrorists and whatnot, and and getting through a bunch of levels. And I think, I think, you know, it's not mindless, but it's not very taxing. It's mm. just shooting bad guys, and I get the feeling that a lot of people play Call of Duty campaign do do it for the same reason. Um, they, they, they are money guzzlers, obviously. Um, in terms of the difficulty, can be a bit um, lopsided at times, but it doesn't feel too unfair at any point. And I get the feeling as time went on with a lot of arcade games, they became less stringent around we need to kill you within five minutes because there's going to be a queue of people playing because I think in reality um, it became more about this is a £2 game and therefore you you need to get your money's worth a, a minimum of 20 minutes or so and that kind of became kind of the standard until you got to a boss generally would be the way. Mm. Um, Raising Storm's the shorter game as well by far. I think Time Crisis 4 sticks to the traditional... Um, sort of three acts within a stage with a boss um, and some of the bosses are really nice um, there are in Raising Storm there is bizarre sort of um, creatures that crash through the, the scenery in terms of these big metal creatures that feel almost like earth defence sort of you know creatures in some way right, metal yeah. things that just break the scenery um, in in um, in in and there's the sequences where you're in a helicopter and you're kind of on a turret and shooting down things from some further distance away. Um, 
you've got the traditional guy who kind of hides behind objects and kind of ducks around and is quite quick and throws knives and things. But um, yeah, there's there's a decent enough variety in here. Nothing I haven't seen before, but that's not why I kind of bought this collection. I bought it because I like light gun games. Yeah. Yeah, um, Dead Storms Pirates is probably worth mentioning a little bit as well. Um, you, do, have you heard of... Does this one ring a bell at it all? It definitely sounds this, familiar to me, but I can't place it. This is, Yes, yeah, so this is, is a light gun game, but in the arcades it's very different. It literally takes place on a pirate boat in the arcades, and it has a massive um, um, steering... Not steering wheel, what's... A massive wheel yeah. on the ship yeah. that you spin... Okay. That was kind of the big thing in the arcade. So there are bits in this game where you're meant to sort of spin the wheel, but because it, you don't have a massive wheel in your front of the room, you kind of do a circular motion with the um, with the move controller. So there are levels where you are um, your uh, rapids, you know, kind of going in a in a on a raft quickly down. Yeah. And so you've got to sort of dodge quickly left and right on the rapids and. When it was two-player, you know, you would both be sort of spinning the big wheel in the middle and then you'd go back to shooting on the screen with your guns, you see. So yeah. that's kind of how that worked. Um, there's no reload mechanic in that game, um, but that's fine. Um, you kill... It, it's it's strange. I don't know what year it came out, but it feels very much like... it's All of these um, um, skeleton pirates, so... It has a bit of um, Pirates of the Caribbean about it. Mm. Um, you you do shoot crabs as well and fish and things. Uh, there's treasure chest bits as well where it's kind of guess which treasure chest to open and if you shoot the right one, you'll get, you know, sort of gold coins. Um, that feels random. Um, special, special shout out to Deadstone Pirates, though, for the voice acting. It is flipping terrible. Um <laughs> They are deadpan as anything. The translation is immense. Um, it makes no sense, some of the sentencing that is in this game. It's great. It is so bad. <laughs> I urge you to watch a bit of a playthrough because it's all like... It, it's it's not um, it's not quite as bad as um, some of House of the Dead, but it's close to that where it's like, oh, yes, didn't we do well? Oh, there's a guy over there. Let's do this now. It's a bit like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely it's, check uh, that out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the old cheesy um and and I, I don't know what year it came out, but uh, you know, I think um a lot of Japanese games back in the day didn't really spend money on their voice acting and I don't really care. You know, that's not why I'm playing this game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway. yeah. Uh, but it is quite amusing just how bad some of it is. And some of the faces are terrible looking. Uh, <laughs> for a game that's quite bright and colourful, and the enemies look good, the humans do not look good in this game. Uh, but it's very different. And and I, for, for three games in one package, it's pretty, pretty nice. I think the only, the, my only sort of complaint is that um, there isn't much to come back to. Um, I've seen other light gun games be quite good at giving you reasons to replay different scenarios or odd things to do 
you know, things mm. that were maybe in the arcade version. These feel very much like straight up arcade versions of these games, um, which is okay, but they could have maybe um, added more. I didn't pay much for this, but if I paid full price, yeah, you could feel very shortchanged by this for sure. Mm. Mm. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I've uh, I've got move controllers, but I, uh, for exactly the same reason you, as you, I got them to use my uh, VR, and I haven't ventured back to to the move stuff. There's uh, there's not a huge I mean, amount there. The, 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 that sounds a bit. No, there really isn't. And um, I'll be honest, I picked a lot of these up because they were just there in my local shop to pick yeah. up for so cheap. And I thought, well, if I get five minutes of enjoyment, whatever that enjoyment is. That's that's money well spent on my part. Um, I mean, I'll be honest. I don't. I don't think the previous owner of these played them very much because they were the yeah. most pristine games I've ever seen in my secondhand shop. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, right. I'm going to cheat a little bit here. So the whole idea of this podcast was to work through games that have been on our backlog for a long time. Um. There's a game that came out less than a week ago uh, that I've played through uh, because I've I've been looking forward to this ever since I heard about um, the idea of it. Um, It's called TikTok, uh, A Tale for Two, and it's a two-player co-op puzzle game from uh, an entity called Other Tales Interactive. Um, uh, They are based in Denmark and Sweden, I think. Basically, you, this is available on Steam and Android and iOS at the moment. Um, you play on separate screens, um, and the what sets this apart is each person is given different information. So um, communication is is really key in this game. So there's no actual communication between the devices. Um, so if you're in the same room, you just talk aloud to work through the puzzles. And if you're playing with somebody who's based elsewhere, you're basically encouraged to talk over Discord or Skype or whatever it might be. Um, so all you need to do is make sure that one of you has picked player one on the game and the other one has picked player two. As long as you, you've, you've got those different paths, then then you're away. Um, it's, it's a pretty short game, but but um, what is in there is really, really cleverly done with this this mechanic of of having um, different information available to different players and and making sure that you are accurately describing um, to the other person what you can see. Um, the idea, obviously, is that if you're in the same room, you're not looking at the other person's screen. You, you're sat, you know, face to face and not being able to see what's what's going on uh, with them. Um, you, you you essentially arrive in an area. There are there are four or five different locations you can go to in in, uh, in the first chapter. Um, those puzzles are are essentially one to one. So if you both go to a house, you know, a, a creepy looking house, for instance, um, you know that whatever each of you can see in that house at the same time um, will contribute to the same puzzle. But it gets a bit more complicated than that as you go on. So when you get into subsequent chapters, um, you might both go to the same location, but actually the information you get there might relate to something that you're going to see later on. And it's about retaining that information and and um, and making sure that you can recall that and as and when you need it and, and having to go back and revisit. Um, puzzles were, re- as I say, really clever in places. I don't want to give too much away because it's, it's, it's a new game, as I say, and, and um, I definitely encourage people who are into, into puzzle games like me to, to give it a go. Um, 
that said, we weren't ever kind of completely stumped for any significant amount of time. Um, but there was the odd moment where we kind of had to metaphorically step back and, and assess what information was available to us before before landing on what we had to do next. Um, as I say, pretty sure, it, I think it was a couple of hours worth um, to complete over two play sessions, but it was two ninety nine. Um Totally happy with that return and, and would... would wow be very happy to pay again for for a similarly sized uh, similarly sized game from from that studio in the future um i think on steam for the first week of release it's you know if you buy one cup copy you get another one free to give away to whoever you want to play with oh, that's um that's yeah, yeah yeah um and because we we played it on tablet but because it's set up as a as a family account i only had to buy it the once there as well so and download it on two different devices so yeah for 3 quid this was this was excellent really really lovely i think it was a it was a long time in the making by the sounds of it um for what is a relatively short game but i hope i hope it takes off and and they um they get enough um return from it to to, to do more of this because I've, yeah i've never played anything like this really i suppose the only the only thing i could compare it to in, in a, an old way is um uh, keep talking and nobody explodes in that you've yeah. got you know, you, yeah. one person's looking at the bomb and one person's looking at the, at the manual. So you, you, there is that kind of um, communication uh, element to it. Um, but other than that, yeah, I've not not really played anything like it. So yeah, again, a, a, a short one to talk through, really, but 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 really really nice. And um, uh, I'd love to see more. Um, if you get it on Steam, is the only way really to play that two player with somebody online then because. It- I'm guessing there's no way of setting that up any other way, is there? Well, I guess if you if you had, I guess if you had a couple of laptops, um, okay, you could sit, okay, you, you know, could do that. It, doing it that way, yeah, yeah. Um, but you'd you'd need the two two separate accounts, I suppose, two Steam accounts. But um, but yeah, or or I guess if someone was sat at a desktop and and someone had it on a laptop, I don't know. But but yeah, yeah, there, there are definitely ways ways Can to do, do it. Can you do cross play? I suppose. Can somebody be in an Android and somebody be on a the steam for example yeah absolutely like i say the, the yeah the game the game the two games don't physically speak to each other at all it's you are just running it on your device uh, and as long as you've picked player two for instance and the person you're playing with has picked player one um that's all the game needs to know essentially so okay. yeah yeah so you could play cross-platform absolutely yeah yes it's yeah. quite quite clever oh yeah of course respect. yeah yeah I mean, but... Yeah, yeah. There's there's no online per se. Then is no, there? no. That's, that's it. So it, it kind of feels a bit yeah. a bit lo-fi in that respect. But it's quite nice actually that you could could play with. You know, someone might have might have a tablet and you're you're playing on Steam and it and it works absolutely fine that way. Um, so yeah, I, don't, I I just thought it was a really nice idea to have this this whole setup where you're again. It kind of goes back to I've spoken on previous episodes. I, I really like um, physical escape rooms. Um, and yep. it's that kind of mentality of you know you might be in separate areas and having to call information through to to each other yep. to to work together as a team and yeah really appeals to my uh, some of the things I like most about about certain games so so yeah yeah definitely very highly recommended if it if it sounds of interest at yeah, all I could I could I could tell from the very second you explained it that this <laughs> was something that is um, very atypically you in terms of um, yeah. an experience yeah. that. I think you would sort of um, want and enjoy. Um, what makes it um, what makes it something that can only be done in the medium that it's set, or, or could it be done in different mediums? In terms of 
that's a good chat. I, I mean, it, I guess you you could, but the way the puzzle set set up and uh, you're having to interact with certain, again, try not to give too much away, but you you could mm-hmm. the puzzles that are in the game you could recreate in a physical escape room, for instance. Um, but um, it would be tricky to to with the scope of some of it okay. um, to do that. Um, you're working with because obviously the two games are not talking. So yeah, do you know what I mean? I just it it yeah yeah. Is there a bit? Is, I mean, you okay. could you could have the the same information you end up getting. You could have it in a in a book, I suppose. You could have two separate books or a magazine, you know, or something, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, still yeah. still do it that way as long as you weren't looking at each other's um, documents. Yeah, yeah. So you could you could, right. but they're definitely it definitely and it, adds and a is lot. there a bit of that melding of you've got half the information, you've got the other, putting them, again, not giving anything away, but put the two together you get a password therefore you put that in and get through the bit both of you to the next section is that that kind of the feeling of quite a lot of the puzzles where you're working together that you have to bring yeah, to, two to begin with to it, it, yeah yeah to, to begin with uh, some of the earlier puzzles to ease you in you know they are quite straightforward um in terms of uh yeah you you, you put those two bits of information together and that gives you what you need but then it definitely takes lateral thinking as you progress to to say oh hang on a minute okay this is i need a certain type of word for this area um yeah. what was that we saw back back there that, yes. that was that the right yes. length could we could we let's go back and look at that um and then th- th- there are other elements where uh, it's a bit more abstract and and you're having to um determine what yeah as i said we never got completely stumped but there were, there were a couple of points where it was oh do you know what that's really clever it's something you do have to have that lateral thinking to say, okay, how can I interpret that in a different way uh, and apply it to, to, to the area where I've, I've not been able to progress. So, so yeah, I, I'm really cleverly done. Um, again, you know, two hours long, there will be people undoubtedly who play this and go, well, I haven't got a huge amount of game for my money, but as I say, for three pounds, um, I, I'm totally, totally happy with that. I, think, I, I was really, really yeah, enjoyed. I think, I think those people would be missing the, point wouldn't yes they, in yes some ways. Um, yeah um yeah um in terms of um so so does does the is there any scene setting in this game in terms of a story does it do any of that does it feel whole does it feel or does it feel just a, a set of challenges do you know what i mean yeah yeah no, 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 it... i do i know i know what you mean completely yeah no no i should have mentioned that no there there is a story behind it um i mean relatively slight but actually it is done quite cleverly and there's there's um the the way it goes is a little bit unexpected at the end um which i really like okay, cool. um quite cleverly turns things on on the player at the end um so yeah there 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 is a a a story of sorts in there 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 is a reason why you're interacting with these things um it does and, feel and cohesive in that manner yeah okay and 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 d- d- so one thing i really hate <laughs> is uh professor layton <laughs> right <laughs> because okay. because that game just goes here's a well done a story yeah and then it puts and everybody you meet goes i've got a nice puzzle for you and you kind of go that has nothing to do with the world you've just kind of put puzzles in at yeah. these different points do, do and i suppose that for me is really crooks like do the puzzles blend in the game or does it feel again like you've got just 
does it feel like a string of puzzles or do do they do they fit i, I mean in the world? i mean i would say a bit of both they definitely fit for me they they are all uh, it, it makes to a cohesive whole and it makes sense you're essentially exploring these locations but it's not it's not like you are um meeting other characters all you are doing is exploring no, 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 no. and uh okay. and uh you you're getting um okay that's you're that. getting fragments of information from people who have been in those places in the past so that you might get sure. like notes or documents okay. or, or no whatever. that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. That, that feels grounded then that feels yeah. like you are in these places because the whole idea of it being so separate really i i cannot gel with that as a as a setup whereas if it if it's it sounds almost like a yeah, it sounds like an escape room sort of scenario, like yes. you've explained, which is, you know, and once I've done it, it's, it's very much like all the puzzles within an escape room fit the mould of what puzzles are, but they are themed well enough yeah. to feel like these objects would exist in this space or what have you, and the and the, maybe what the puzzles are about makes sense. It's a logical thing to kind of go, well, we would want to figure that out for this escape room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense that I'd want to know that information. Um, do you? I, I'm just I'm just thinking about my own, own sort of scenario because um, I, I mean it sounds great. I, I, I do like the sound of this a lot, especially a that it's mo- on a mobile because um, I think that just makes it really accessible for people. Yeah. Um, you know, the low cost of sort of entry. I, I, I don't think the length really matters too much, but I think that's. I mean, it's yeah three quid for something that's that's quite nice and interactive and different that you can play it sounds great um i mean i play quite a lot of board games and things and um anything that's new and different is always sort of worth exploring um mm. do you do you think you kind of got through this quick because you are a veteran of things like this do you think somebody who is less versed and and did you play with somebody who was less versed and did it feel do you know what if if so for example if I played with somebody who's not really into board games or into sort of puzzles and things would would I struggle to get them on board with this? Um, possibly, although I do think it does a good job of of easing you in as I, as I said. Um, yeah, I mean there are, I mean clearly if 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 yeah I pl- I played it with my wife um and and she is the person who I tend to do um escape rooms with um. I also I've also right. done some with my my brothers, but but yeah I've done a fair few with her. So we are on this we've we've kind of adapted a shorthand of uh, you know of of we're quite um, yeah. uh, efficient at, at communicating in in that respect. Um, so definitely I think we probably got it th- got through it quicker. But I can't see this lasting a huge amount more than than two or three hours. Who, whoever you're with, um, mm-hmm. because I think unless. Unless you're both completely not versed with this type of game, um, uh, I think you know you you can guide the other person through if they if they you know if if, yeah. if they're not really gelling with with the way they're being asked to think. Yeah. Um, but that's what I was hoping. Yeah. You'd say yeah, yeah that you can that you can um, almost give them a leg up. You know, yeah. in some ways that that you can do a lot more of the heavy lifting if need be. But obviously, I suspect the the fun of it is that you both come to that together through the communication and get to feel like you've both achieved something, isn't it? That, yes. That was obviously will be the sort of the crux of it, really, rather than one person doing all the working out it, through the dialogue that you have. Yeah. Um, you kind of come to a 
satisfying sort of ooh, aren't we both clever sort of well that, that's the thing that's what i really like about this because you you know it's essential that both people pick up on what's on their screen you know you definitely can get into the situation in the escape room for example where someone completely takes over you know mm. does all of the heavy lifting and says to them you know you go and have a look around see if you can find any keys or something you know all all the, the meaty puzzles it can quite easily be monopolized by one or two people whereas here yep. yeah it's it's um absolutely essential that you you work together and communicate unless you do cheat and and you know if you are completely overbearing i guess you look could at just each other's essentially look over the other screen and and work it all out yourself but that's that's just not the way to do it so yeah and is there is there kind of a fail safe to prompt if you are that inept like a hint system uh that's a good question actually um I don't remember. I'm going to load it up quickly now to see if there was, but I don't remember seeing one. Um, I don't know so you... because it, it. I mean, there there are basically there's three chapters to the game, and there are four. I think it's four or five locations in in each chapter. The same location each time uh, that you return to um, at uh, in different states. Um, and let's turn that down. Um, but. So yeah, I th- I think there there are only so many places you can go, you know. So I think I think it's always clear which part of the game you need to progress in. Um, mm-hmm. So okay, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I think so. It, so you you wouldn't you wouldn't be you, you wouldn't feel lost to in terms of what to do next. It feels quite logical, but maybe the definite sort of this the hand holding might not quite be there. Is kind of what you're saying in terms of this is 100% what you should be doing um, in terms of the next sort of thing. Exactly, I know yeah, you wouldn't but... use a hint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, so um... it's no surprise that you don't know. Um, <laughs> but, you know, um, it, it, it's, I don't know, I think, um, I just wonder how accessible it is, I think, is, is, is the big I'd, thing. I'd, say, I'd say it's very accessible, you know. It's, it, it's not... Um... Like I say, it's not so sprawling that you could you could possibly go down a wrong path for a long time. You know, it's 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 very clear what needs to be done next. And okay, it might take a while for you to to understand exactly how to to achieve that. But I think it it should be clear sounds at all good. times what what needs to be done. So yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it sounds really good. Um, yeah. Um, and two two players, did you say? Yes. I'm guessing it can't yeah, really right. accommodate more than that because of the design. Yeah, no, it's very, very much, a, very much a, a two-player thing. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could, you could gather a couple of people around each screen, I suppose. Um, mm. There's no, nothing stopping you from doing that. Yeah, but I think, I think, um, in reality, you know, you, this is something you could bring to a group of people, and two people play, and then another two people would play. Yeah, different. Yeah, absolutely. You could. Um, definitely sort of get quite a lot of value out of it from that sense yeah if you have a group of people that are interested in sort of playing it so so i'm guessing this is their first game was it a kickstarter game did you say um in terms of uh, where it came from or or i i don't where, where think did, it was. What was the origins of it i suppose um i don't really know i just remember reading about it a, a long time ago that, that they'd had this idea i don't think it was a kickstarter i may well be wrong and i will We'll come back and record a disclaimer if that's the case, but I just know that it's been it's been in development for a decent amount of time, and I read about it quite a while ago, and then it just crept up on me last week that it, it was it was about to come out, and uh, kind of excitedly waited for it to be released, and then we yeah we've devoured it straight away, but but um 
but yeah, I don't, I don't think it was crowdfunded. Otherwise, I think I would have been on it at the time, uh, unless I, unless I missed the boat. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the, I think, I think that's the thing, isn't it? With I find, I find navigating mobile games quite difficult in terms of um, games that are interesting because there's just so much out there that yeah, I just lose track of the the interesting ideas. So um, yeah, I'll definitely sort of. Um, I'll probably buy this because it's it's different enough, and um, I can definitely sort of get somebody to sort of go through it quickly with me. I yeah, mean, there's plenty of people who would do that, and it sounds like it's something you could do. Did you say it was two two things you did it in in total? Was yes. that right? Yeah, it could, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, uh, an, hour, an hour at a time. I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah, you could you could do it in one sitting. Definitely, if, yeah, if yeah, you, you absolutely it. could. Yeah, yeah, no that'd be question. really nice. Yeah, cool. Excellent. No, it sounds great. Um, yeah, I'll check that out for sure. Um, what's the art style like? I mean, again, I like I like to know how things look. What's the? Is it quite basic looking? Is it? Um, flat, yeah, flat looking, hand drawn. Uh, no, it's not hand drawn. It's 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 quite um, dark. Uh, you can tell this is not my. I'm not best at describing this stuff, but it's, it's <laughs> yeah, it is relatively basic. You you. Um, I would say it's probably been designed with with mobile in mind. Um, okay. it, yeah, it's not it's not too too taxing on what's running. It's it's. Um, does it look yeah. like computer art a little bit, or does it look like a designer's designed it? No, no, it's definitely got it's definitely got a specific aesthetic to it. It's it's it's. Um, yeah, the, I mean, the tail is is not not uh, overly dark, but there there is a kind of a mysterious element to it. Um, uh with with kind of hints at darker things going on um so yeah the, the art okay. st- ties into that um gothic yeah, good, yeah yeah that's, it, that's, that yeah that's that's yeah that's that's a fair show yeah sorry you see when you're saying dark i was thinking like is it hard to see the objects <laughs> no, in the yeah, room sorry, or no. something? i really should get like, is it, is it someone shining on stuff you're yeah, right okay so it's a bit more <laughs> sorry okay, yeah okay yeah, yeah so it's a bit yeah Neo gothic sort of yeah. feeling and and um, all the timey, I suppose. I'm guessing yeah, so you've yeah, got so. a certain era to to sort of the aesthetic yeah. in terms of is that it feels like an, a different time frame and a different place. I'm guessing in terms of yeah, yeah feels absolutely. separate from reality in a lot of yes. ways. I'm, yeah, I'm assuming yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, that sounds cool. That sounds really nice. Yeah, I'll have to check it out uh, for three quid. I think that's that would be an evening well spent for sure. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, you know, I, I, I think your attitude is quite similar to to mine in this. That, that I love the idea of this so much that even if I had ended up really not kind of clicking with it for for the sake of three pounds, I'm I'm willing to try yeah. something that's doing something a bit different. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. Um. So, I played, um, played a couple of puzzle games recently. Ooh, okay. They're not games you can really finish. Um and um I I've played um been playing Tetris ninety nine a bit. Oh, okay. Playing Tetris ninety nine. I have played a bit of Tetris ninety nine. Okay, yeah. so I've played a bit of Tetris ninety nine. Um I, I'm guessing most people listening to this will probably know what Tetris ninety nine is, but yeah. uh, Nintendo did a Nintendo Direct a few weeks ago and they um shadow dropped a new Tetris game. Um, which is Tetris meets Battle Royale, which everybody went, what the hell? <laughs> and then they showed it, and everybody was like, 
that looks insane and it was ready to download yeah. there and then and um it's the first game on their um, online service that is something brand new um currently nintendo just have um all nes games that you can sort of play um, some of them are set up as sort of special versions of those, but really nothing of note to write home about. This is something brand new, um, developed by um, Arika, who I really love. Um, they're a, a developer who made um, one of the most hardcore versions of Tetris going called Tetris the Grandmaster, which a lot of pro players swear by in terms of the feel and look um, of the game. Um, and so... Um, if you want a Tetris game that feels solid and sounds great, then this is the one for you. Um, it is a really good, solid game of Tetris. Um, I really like that it's the standard colour palette in terms of the blocks, um, and the music is mind-bogglingly brilliant um, in the sense that you start with 99 players, it's the traditional sort of Game Boy Tetris music, um, but as players sort of get dropped out and you get to the last 50 and the last 10, the speed of the music ramps up and really adds the tension. And it feels like it comes to that crescendo point as you get closer and closer to the top of the tree. Yeah. Um, you can see all the other games of Tetris that are playing, which is mad. Um, <laughs> so you have your main board in the middle and you can see very small, tiny versions of every other of the 98 other players playing their version of Tetris. Um, what's really cool is the way the sound effects are in terms of the garbage. So um, if you've ever played competitive Tetris, if you get two lines or more, you send those two lines or more to other people's screens. Um, and so the way they denote this on, this is the kind of show like a, a bolt of light, white light going between two different boards. Um, so you can see where they're going. Um, in terms of making it a bit more like a battle royale game um, there's a couple of mechanics where you can choose who you're sending your stuff to whether it's attackers or whether you want to defend yourself so if you choose attackers that's kind of like defending yourself so if there's multiple people attacking you you distribute it out or it can be random or you can go for one called badges and badges is probably the most interesting uh, mechanic here which is if you do a KO of anybody you steal their badge, which is the bit which is a bit like a battle royale where you nick their gear. Um, mm. And this really sort of plays out in the late game. So when you are um, maybe down to the last 10 or so, depending on how many badges you are, multiplies up the amount of garbage that you send to other screens and also helps you get less garbage back. So it becomes a really key mechanic at the end whereby you need to make sure you've killed enough, KO'd enough other players Again, a bit like any Battle Royale game, if you then take out the person who's doing really well with all of the badges, you will then suddenly become the highest badge owner in the game. And so then you have a sort of a, a, a clear advantage over other people. Um, there's no communication, which I love. Um, battles are very quick to get into. Um, it's very light on content, but I don't think that is uh, a bad thing. Um, yeah, it's a brilliant version of Tetris. How how much have you played? Not a huge amount. No, only a few rounds. Um, 
to the extent that you, what you're talking about there in terms of your where you have the choice of who you want to target um yeah. i just i hadn't yet worked out what the optimal strategy was there so it's interesting <laughs> to hear you talk about the badges thing i had not clicked with that at all um yeah i've literally only played a few rounds but very very keen to go back in and, and play some more um yeah but but as you say completely solid uh game of tetris you know as you would expect but it sounds like a stupid thing to say in, in a way because tetris is tetris but we know tetris isn't tetris there have been so many no, terrible def- versions of it over the years. Um, absolutely not yeah it's it's really bizarre isn't it we're, we're entering a stage where where tetris is the most um um what's the word the most zeitgeisty thing going again which yeah. is crazy um, for such an old game, and I like the fact that people are finding sort of new ways and new takes on it. Yes. Um. I, d- I, d- I don't think it. I don't think we overstated the developers being who they are. Like I say, Arika really know. They know their shit when it comes to Tetris, and when we've had rubbish versions by Ubisoft and EA in the past that have just kind of pumped out some absolute dross versions. Yeah. It's really nice to get a game that um just plays really solidly um if you don't like modern tetris in terms of the hold mechanics and spinning pieces endlessly i mean that's all there because that's 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 the standard rule set of tetris now you're not going to get away from that but um ultimately um it 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 just feels really really nice um i love how it's captured the imagination of people and um like I say, there's a, there's a real feeling that everyone's playing Tetris again, be it be it this or Tetris Effect. Um, you know, there's a lot of interest and um, and Puyo Puyo Tetris as well, obviously. Yes, you know, yeah. like three amazing versions of Tetris in in as many years. It's yeah, it's weird. We're going through a golden era of Tetris. Yeah, long, long may it continue. Yeah, I mean, it, it's great. Uh, I, I haven't played that much um, myself. I kind of played around at a friend's house, but I was really keen to kind of play it, and I instantly uh, got hooked on it. Um, there are some control issues. Um, I don't know if you... What did you... Did you play with the Joy-Cons, or did you play with the Pro Controller? Um, uh, no, I played. I just played it in handheld mode with the, with the Joy-Cons. Um, but as I say, it was, yeah, it was only a few rounds, so yeah. Yeah, that's probably the better way. So there is an issue with, um, which which has been a sort of long-standing issue with the Pro Controller, where the D-pad does false um, reads of the up, which oh, in Tetris okay. is absolutely um, death, really. So yes, um, yeah. um, I'd, it would be nice if there's a new controller to be released in some sense with a better D-pad because. Um, it clearly doesn't work, but actually playing with the Joy-Cons with the separate buttons actually is very precise. And yeah. if you can get used to that, it's actually quite a nice way of playing it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it came out of nowhere, this, didn't it? Yes, um, exactly, yeah. Um, and kind of captured people's imagination, which, yeah, yeah it's great. Um, and, and, and they're going to add some new modes to it. I think people have already... Um, data mined it for sort of new content and stuff and um um yeah it'd be nice to see what else they they do add to it to kind of keep the longevity but in reality i think i think i think it's quite nice that we're in an era now where there's so many games with with 
big enough online deck so player bases that, that actually getting 99 people to play Tetris at any time of the day is not really going to be an issue. Yeah. Uh, have you watched any of the pro players play this at all? Um, I haven't played watched them play in this, but I had off the back of Tetris Effect, which um, I'm sure we'll speak about at some point when I finally get around to finishing it. Um, off the back of that, I, I watched some pro uh, t- using some of the techniques you're talking about in terms of modern Tetris um rule yeah. sets um which were completely new to me um but obviously very very key to getting high scores in that game and and presumably surviving long enough in this to to, yeah, to get anywhere yeah. to troubling the top yeah, five absolutely. um yeah and yeah it's going to take a lot of practice for me to, to to get my head around i think but very keen to do <laughs> yeah so. i did i did i didn't finish top i think i finished like fourth or fifth but this was yeah. the first day and i think um yeah, time of the day matters a lot as well. Right, okay, if you yeah. play in when all the Japanese players are on, you you ain't gonna get very far. I yeah. can tell you that. Um, yeah. Some of the pros are just uh, mind-bogglingly brilliant. Um, I think one of the best Tetris players. He, I was watching him, and like every match, he was knocking out like a third of the players. You know, he was just, <laughs> yeah. it was just ridiculous, and the speed he was sort of making lines was just, yeah mind-boggling in terms of that but um it's 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 really nice as well they didn't explain a lot of the mechanics uh let that sort of the player base figure it out which again just it's it's a nice thing to do um to kind of have that collaboration to figure out well what's the best tactics and you said about tactics around the different ways of sort of choosing where your stuff it, it, it kind of gets sent to there doesn't seem to be consensus at this point of what the best way of dealing with the game is, um, um, it, it it doesn't feel like um, there is one definite way that will net you the sort of the biggest rewards in terms of well, if I target these and then target these players later on, then that's the best way. It doesn't seem to work like that. It feels very much like um, every game's different in mm. terms of that front. So, um, but obviously, it depends who you're playing. Obviously. Um, I imagine if you have one very good player, maybe a certain tactic would work. Whereas if you had a more even spread of uh, players to sort of be against, maybe a different tactic would be the prevailing one. But, um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, just uh, adapting to to whoever's in the game with you. Yeah, I hadn't thought of it like that, but that that does make a lot of sense. Yeah, no, I definitely need to to jump on and. Uh... But yeah, it's going to take me a, a while to build my my skills back up to the level needed for this. I think, but. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely intended to put some time into it. Cool. Um, and then on the back of that, I started playing another. So, um, so I'll, I'll, do, I'll join the dots. So, um, <laughs> Arika uh, make uh, te- made Tetris Grandmaster and they made this. And um, a while ago, I played a really nice uh, Xbox indie game called. Uh, Jewelry Master Twinkle, that's a, a, a variant of Tetris, but not really. It's not about creating lines. It's about creating um, shapes that come that that surround jewels, um, and um, because of because of Tetris uh, ninety nine, um, I can think about that game again. And one of the games that um, it said was familiar to this, but made by a completely different company, Taito, was a game called Cleopatra's Fortune. Have you heard of Cleopatra's Fortune? No. Do you know this game? So Cleopatra's Fortune came out in 95, 96, quite a late game. 
um, released in arcades and I played this on a Taito arcade collection uh, with other games like Puzzle Bubble um, and Rainbow Island and things like that. Yeah. Um, so Cleopatra's Fortune is a really simple game but has really nice mechanics. Um, so effectively you have... Um, you have straight pieces, gen- yeah, straight pieces either in um, a, um, well, not always straight, sometimes they're in blocks of three, but um, they can be horizontal or vertical in terms of, they could be either like tall blocks or sideways blocks, okay? Yeah. Um, now, and then what you also get is you get, um, it's either jewels or, I think, I think it I think they let's call them jewels. It's it's another sort of it's another sort of shape. So you might get say uh, a one by two block with a jewel underneath, for example. Yeah, yeah, which can yeah. spin around. Or you might get a, a three by one and a jewel next to it. Or you might get two jewels next to each other. Um, to score in this game, you need to completely cover the jewels so they disappear. So if you put it's like burying it's a burying mechanic if that makes sense so if you had two jewels on the bottom next to each other you would have to make sure that all of the top and the sides were covered to create a compartmentalized area with those jewels in and then the jewels would disappear and then the shapes would fall downwards if that makes sense Um, yes yeah, yeah it's quite it can get quite difficult because you have to, um, because the shapes um, don't just fall directly to the bottom. They um, they move in terms of um, they might collapse at certain points. Um, so they don't always collapse. So you can end up with quite a lot of white space that's hard to kind of um, disappear. Right. If you get if you get a straight line of pieces they will disappear in terms of like a tetris in tetris effect in terms of tetris <laughs> um, setup but you don't get points for that the, the whole the whole setup is around burying jewels and surrounding them so they disappear and then sort of scoring um there are mummies as well and the mummies are quite weirdly animated um, and if you surround mummies by themselves they won't disappear but if you surround mummies with jewels in them they will disappear. Right, right. Makes, makes sense. So mummies, you have yeah. to kind of make sure you have other things in them. Um, it's a nice, it's just a nice puzzle game. It's very arcadey. Um, it gets very fast very quickly. But the mechanics are, un- apart from this other game from Marika that I mentioned, I've never seen another game since. Um, it's it's nice. It's an Egyptian aesthetic Cleopatra's Fortune yeah and it has one of the best soundtrack songs in a video game ever Um, it's brilliant Um, it loops amazingly and I could play this game for hours because of that one track Um, yeah it feels nice it's difficult but it's just a nice game to play through Um, yeah recommended um, cool, yeah. I would say you have to play the arcade version. There is a PS1 version, but the controls on that are terrible. They've completely botched the port for some reason. Yeah. So 
Um, I've got the PS2 disc with this on. I think it came out on Xbox as well as an arcade port. But, um, yeah, it's um, it's definitely a curio. Um, it's not it's not one of the go-to puzzle games out there, but um, if you like sort of block puzzle games, I recommend this. Yeah, no, as I said, never heard of it, but it does sound interesting. I, I, that um, that kind of title collection sounds like something I should I should have really because there are definitely other games that fall under that category that that I I spent a, a decent amount of time with when I was younger, but I I haven't revisited. Oh, yeah. So um, yeah, yeah, I definitely spent some time with Puzzle Bubble again. Yeah, I mean that that yeah. is that is an excellent game as well, um, but. One that I hadn't played for years and years, and um, it was again really nice to go back to that. A game, a game that I played a lot in the arcade. Actually, there was um, there was one at my local university, and so um, I would I would quite often sort of. And this was when arcade games were not very popular anymore, so it was set at something like twenty p or something. And yeah, I could get through a decent number of levels, and it would just be quite nice to play a few levels of Puzzle Bubble after a lecture and then go to the next lecture. <laughs> yeah. Um, but never never seen never seen um, Cleopatra's uh, Fortune in the Wild. And to be honest, I wouldn't have known about this unless I'd read about it in terms of um, this other uh, Arika game. It was a, a website that, that there is very little information about the Arika games out there. And this mentioned Cleopatra's Fortune. Again, they had a whole page around Cleopatra's Fortune. Really good. Um, resource in terms of this but th- th- it feels really forgotten you know it's not a game that I don't think you know it's mid 90s we're talking the tail end of sort of the real boon of arcade games it doesn't look much you know it's a 2D puzzle game Yeah. Um, so really sort of a forgotten genre at that time and um, yeah not a game that's um, likely to make a comeback anytime soon so yeah, if you any any means you can to f- play this game, um, I would um, recommend giving that means a test and giving it a go. Excellent, excellent stuff. Cool, cool. Is that your is that your list exhausted? No, I've got one more. <laughs> go <laughs> do you want it. me to do one more? Yeah, if you're happy to. So, <laughs> so I've waited a while to play this game. And it came out on Vita, having previously been on PC. And it was free on PlayStation Plus, finally. Uh, which is Papers, Please. So, Papers, Please is a... Um, what is it? It's it's a job simulator of um, playing as a passport control officer in a made-up... Soviet state, probably at the height of the Cold War um, under communism. Um, and you are tasked with checking the passports of people visiting this country, either your own citizens or citizens of nearby um, countries. Um, this involves um, saying papers, please. <laughs> and, the shutter coming down, the person presenting, and then you get the documents for them and you have to check them. There is a, a rule book that you that, that states what each of the passports should have in terms of seals or documents or things you should check in terms of um, serial numbers or heights and width and things like that or photo ID. 
um, if you think there is a discrepancy between what they're presenting in terms of their papers and um, some information either between those or bet between that and the physical nature of the person presenting, you can press a button say discrepancy and click between the two areas where you think there is um, an issue and query that with the person who might then deny all knowledge. So you have to arrest them and kind of send them to some gruesome doom or mm. if you're really feeling generous, you could let them through anyway. Um, through your choices of being a uh, passport control officer and feeling either generous or, or hard-nosed, um, the story can play out in different ways. Um, there are terrorists, obviously, on this border who want to bring harm to the country. Um, and there are also, I suppose, terrorists who are more maybe freedom fighters types who want mm. to um, reduce suppression in your country. Um, the narrative is quite bleak. You, <laughs> you are chosen to do this job out of a lottery. Uh, at the start of the game, it's seen as a privilege, but feels like a burden the entire time. Um, you earn money, um, and that money can be used to look after your family. Um, you have to choose whether you um, give food or heating or housing. You can upgrade housing if you're doing particularly well in a job and kind of update your status. But you'll quickly find that difficult choices have to be made. Yes. Um, it was really interesting in terms of some of the sub-narratives that you get. There is a, a returning character at your post who is yeah. highly amusing, <laughs> um, who who typically will forge things quite badly, like a child. Yeah. Um, and that's some of the light relief in the game. But in general, quite a lot of the stuff can be pretty harrowing in mm. terms of uh, the subject matter. I found the game quite difficult to play, if I'm honest. Right. Um, I didn't... Did I enjoy the game? I, yes and no. Um, I didn't... I thought the subject matter was, was, was strong. Mm. I found it a little bit... Um, a little bit tedious at times, if I'm honest. I didn't... I don't know if it felt it felt a little bit long to me. Um, I would have appreciated maybe a shorter game, but I I do like the fact that it was trying to obviously tell a narrative over a period of time. Yeah, um, and I think it did that quite effectively. Um, what was quite interesting was just how many different ways it would uh, revise and complicate procedure at the passport control because very often it would be the news headlines for the next day would say all of these terrible atrocities have happened, therefore you would get a memo to say, we're bringing in all these new measurements, which seems very yes. uh, bureaucratic and obvious to me uh, as, as a response to things like this, that yes, we're coming in, we're doing all these things to make it better and improve, but sometimes they didn't feel like improvements, obviously it felt like more control on the people. Uh, what I did like as well was some of the the imbalance that you would have where um, if it was your own um, if it was your own country's people coming back, it would be a very different process yeah, to yeah, people absolutely. from outside 
and there were certain times that it felt like you were picking upon certain countries as well, <laughs> which I thought was quite amusing. Um, but very bleak game. Yeah, oh, um, yeah, yeah. In terms of subject matter, um, and yes, um, I, I don't know if it lived up to the billing for me. If I'm being brutally honest, right? Okay, yeah, I. I I'm trying to think because it's I, I played it a while back on uh, on Steam, and I, I'm wondering whether I played. Because if I'm remembering right, is it is it you can go when when you reach one conclusion because it is kind of branching narrative in this branching isn't there points. as well. Yeah, can yeah. you can you skip back to certain points or do you yeah. start over? I can't quite remember no. how it works. No, no, you can skip back to certain days you can literally go to any day in the timeline okay and if you make a different choice about things or if the game thinks it's a different choice then it will show as a separate branch then Got you. so yeah. you can get different endings and and actually um i didn't go up through all the endings but i didn't in fact i didn't go back for other endings because um i got to an ending that felt satisfactory if that makes sense yeah. for me yeah yeah but I yeah. got some endings before that, which were basically you died. Yes, you know. So yeah. I had to kind of go and make sure those endings didn't happen. Um, but the ultimate end ending, I was quite happy with what I had done. Yeah, if that makes sense. From memory, and I think because I... of that, I didn't want to go back and change things because yeah. I felt content with that. So I can't be one hundred percent sure, but I feel like that is what happened to me. I definitely didn't do all the endings. Um, but I think maybe similar to you, maybe I had some situations where it was clearly a very bad ending, uh, and wanted to see through to to more of a narrative conclusion. Um, but yeah, I, I you know, it, relentlessly bleak, as you say. Um, very tough decisions to be made, not only in the day job, but as you say, where your money gets spent at the end of the day. Um, yeah, I, I really liked what it what it was trying to do, but I, again is enjoy the right word because because of those that those types of decisions you you're you're having to make and um it is obviously a repetitive um uh gameplay loop yeah, that, that incredibly you're, you're so. going through yeah yeah and and yeah. it does a really good job or bad i don't know if you but a good job at, at making you feel awful when you let someone through that maybe you shouldn't have it absolutely does, yeah it has this yeah. dread of the the video printer kind of bursting out the tickets kind of went uh, 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 yeah maybe i'm too conscious and i played in a certain way that that was like oh shit you know yeah. i felt like and especially when because it's so meticulous that at certain times i thought i've done everything possible and then i still got caught out if that makes right sense. With you. i thought yeah. i double checked everything and took my time but yeah the game has this nice balance, doesn't it, of kind of going, you could just send them through quickly and try, and, because I think it's based on how many people go through the gate, depends how much money you get. Yes. So it feels like you have this constant pressure on time. And um, yeah, it doesn't, <laughs> I don't know, it feels like, it feels like a zero hours contract job, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Where where it's just about performance. It, that's all they care about. It felt very much like that. Although you're trying to do an important job for this state, in reality, it's no. It's just about performance. You need to perform well, 
Um, yeah, there were some interesting choices, and um, there were de- definite bits of the game where I, I don't know how you played, but I definitely went down a bit of a descent path. If that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I didn't. Um, I didn't. I didn't want to be that hard-nosed um, bureaucrat, not letting. Yeah. Um, you know. I, I I wanted to feel like a revolutionary, I suppose, is what <laughs> I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, even though I was doing a very bureaucratic job in this game, um, and that was nice, nice way that 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 the the way that portrayed for me portrayed really well. I just like I say, I just feel that, and another, though it did lots of changes, it just felt a bit too. It just dragged a little bit too much for me, um, to the point where right. I was quite happy when I sort of finished the game. If that, yeah, I was quite happy to see the end. I see. Yeah. Yeah, and how did it control on Vita? Is it could you get into that? What, what I remember from from my playthrough is all that again because you're you're doing this repetitive job. It, once you get into that rhythm, um, but I guess because I had a keyboard to to use to do that and shortcuts for for doing the stamps and you know all that kind of thing, it felt oh, really right. nice. I'm wondering on the Vita whether you were able to get into that type mm. of rhythm. No, it, it, it's a good point. Um, there was shortcuts for the stamps. But um, which were like button presses. So, but because I don't know, it might have been the same. I still had to move the passport into position if I wanted right. to stamp the passport. Yeah, I don't know if it was the same for you on yours. Um, I, think, I think you do. But, yeah, yeah. But there was shortcuts for kind of bringing the stamp up and pressing it, so you could kind of do that quite quick. And sure. It wasn't yeah. too precise about where the stamp was on a lot of stuff. It kind of just felt like yeah, you can do that. Um, it was it was a bit finickety, if I'm honest. Um, I don't know what it's like on a desktop, but at certain points, when you're checking a lot of documents, it was very difficult, the micromanaging of moving stuff around. Um, yeah. It didn't feel great on the Vita. I imagine this would feel very nice on a Switch. Um, I think the screen size being bigger would really help it. Yeah. Um, the Vita screen is just a bit too small um, in terms of moving it. Um, in reality, I should have just played this on a PC a long time ago. But <laughs> yeah. I stubbornly waited for sort of the Vita version, and then when that came out, um, it was I, I forgot about it, and then obviously came free on PS Plus. So I thought I'd give it a, a, a whirl, um, but in reality, I'm kind of yeah. It, I, I'm I'm still interested in his game. I, I, you know, um, the, his new game looks very different and very striking, and something I will play at some point. Yeah, as you can imagine, that looks right up my alley. Uh, Return of the Obra Dinn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much looking forward to yeah. playing that. Um, but you know, I think um, it's a very bold game. It's a very different game. It's um, I don't know many games like Papers, Please. Um, I thought the art style worked really nicely for this. Yeah. Uh, it's not too detailed. Um and it's for something bleak, it, it does it treads a nice line of feeling comic booky and almost um being able to compare passport photos feels like the caricatures are accentuated yes. quite nicely in terms of um what you can uh, move. I was quite surprised when you do the body scanner how much uh it shows. Yeah. Um <laughs> 
but again, it's comic booky and whatnot. Um, and there were things like that. Then that that was always very difficult because you have to kind of flip those things around, and sometimes opening documents and um, opening letters and stuff was quite finickety. Yeah, on the Vita screen, it wasn't. I mean, it worked fine, but um, it it didn't. Um, it didn't feel 100% natural. I can mm. imagine, like you say, maybe on a desktop it would be a bit better. Uh, but ultimately, that wasn't my biggest complaint. My biggest complaint was just, I think, the length. I can't remember how long it lasted, but it, it was a, a lot of days. And I, as I say, I, I just thought it would be shorter. And I think it might have benefited from that. But equally, I can understand the game wanting to tell its narrative in slow drift that kind of it did Um, Mm. did you feel sense of accomplishment at the end because i definitely didn't i didn't i didn't i mean my ending was a good ending for for what i was trying to do but i didn't feel i still didn't feel great you know right okay yeah i i've struggled to remember to be completely honest with you uh, because i think i played this a good few years ago now um but I, I, yeah. I remember coming away with positive, positive view of the game overall. I, I, I really, again, as you say, there's not much like this out there. There've been a few games that uh, uh, we spoke about the final station a while ago. I think that was potentially influenced by this in terms of its um, just the, just the grimness, maybe, uh, and um, some some of the approaches it took. But yeah, certainly at the time that I'd not played anything like it, I, I found it really refreshing that it was taking this um this subject matter you know in in a in a direction that that i really hadn't seen before um but yeah yeah I, I it's what am i trying to say here uh yeah i i don't, I don't remember whether i felt when i got to the end of the playthrough that i had got a satisfying conclusion and, and felt like it was a sense of achievement as you say but but I definitely came away feeling like it was it was very much worthwhile playing. Mm. Okay, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think I think it was a worthwhile experience. But uh, yeah. as I, I, I didn't, I didn't feel any great desire to kind of return to it. Mm. Um, mm. Once I'd finished, I kind of, and I, I, I appreciate there were other endings and things, but I didn't feel like. Um, I didn't feel like there was more of the world that I needed to see, if that makes sense. I yeah, felt quite, yeah. I felt almost a relief, if that, <laughs> that, which, which is probably what it's going for, that, yeah. that this job in inverted commas had kind of come to an end. Uh, I was free from doing this job that had obviously, and, and, um, making a game feel, I, 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 I like the idea of games that feel, uh, mundane, um, like um, these truck driving games where you just drive and check everything meticulously it feels it feels a bit like that 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 you have to be so careful about everything that you do and i think old flight games you know flight simulators is very similar where you know you have to do everything in a set order otherwise you're going to not achieve what you need to achieve and that has a this has a bit of that to it where it feels like you're just you have to learn how to process the information that's in front of you and 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 make a decision and at points you what's what is nice is that 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 possibility space of 
how far do I go checking everything mm. before I go yes or no? You know, how much to an nth degree do you do that? And, um, you know, I've in previous previous sort of life, and you know, I've done a lot of data analysis and things like that. And sometimes I'm very bad at sort of checking something once, checking something twice, checking something three times over. Yeah, and I I found myself doing that with this, where I'd be like, I'm just going to double check that. <laughs> oh, oh, and 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 every time I got caught out for something, it'd be like, right, I'm definitely, definitely, definitely not going to forget that. I'm going to do that first next time, yeah. and then check the other things. Um, so it played into that, but it, that's what I mean. For me, it, it did feel like a, it did feel like a job, but, mm. and, and, and I think that's probably a testament to the game, but equally that doesn't, it didn't make it enjoyable. <laughs> so yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mixed feelings, is, I suppose, is where I'm going with this. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if it's a wholehearted recommendation from from my perspective. I think, um, I think they, like I say, I think something a bit shorter would be um, would would have would have gelled better with me um, because I, it was just something very. It found it. I found it very difficult when I wanted to return to it to finish it. If that makes sense. Every time I switched it on, I kind of was a bit like I could be playing something else. There was a bit of that. You know, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and and it's almost like I like the concept more than the reality of what this game is. So that's kind of where I'm at. With it.